Jock Peterson silences some fans who were talking smack to him in the batter's box, stepped out of the box, had to look over at them. They were being so obnoxious. Two pitches later, he hits a huge clutch two-run homer to give the Giants the lead in Milwaukee. They gave it up, and then Luis Gonzalez played hero as well later on. So we'll break down this unbelievably gritty win in Milwaukee and road trip overall and get you set for the A's next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites, Beyond the Box Score, and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And coming up on today's show, man, we're going to talk about the game last night in Milwaukee, unbelievable comeback, the road trip overall, and then getting you set for finally some home games and the Oakland A's coming into town. But the place I want to start, where else, is that Jock Peterson home run that just completely silenced this group of fans who were saying, we don't. I can't tell exactly what they're saying, but it seemed like some highly inappropriate things to Jock Peterson. And what did he do? Well, he just continued to be an absolute monster at the plate to start the season, and he just hit another home run. And he now leads Major League Baseball in weighted runs created. Plus, he leads Major League Baseball in expected weighted on base average, and I want to say also actual weighted on base average. But he's just been an absolute monster, and what a moment for that home run. The Giants playing this one-game series, if you can even call it that, in Milwaukee at the tail end of a 10-game East Coast road trip on during which they had already gone 7-3, and three, and they're facing the reigning Cy Young Award winner in Corbin Burns. And as expected, Corbin Burns went out there and shoved. But the Brewers were without Josh Hader and Devin Williams. And so we always felt like if you could just get Corbin Burns out of the game and get into the Brewers bullpen and we would see the likes of Trevor Gott uh, against whom Peterson hit that home run, the Giants would have a chance. And sure enough, this swing of the bat by Peterson, two two outs in the eighth, trailing one to nothing. Peterson just hits a shot to deep center field off the scoreboard or off the bottom of the scoreboard area and what a moment it was gave the Giants a two to one lead Jake McGee would give up a solo home run to Willie Adamas in the bottom of the eighth that tied the game and took the wind out of the sails for a minute there but then in the top of the ninth with two outs and two strikes Luis Gonzalez of all people plays hero for the Giants this is just an ongoing theme for this Giants team from last year and now this year, we're seeing it again to an extent already that the guys who fill in and step in and replace somebody else are able to do their job and and be a hero on any given night. Last year, Lamont Wade Jr. was a relative unknown when he came over to the Giants and went on to have the season that he had. The year before that, or in in 2019, the, the 
last full season, Mike Yastrzemski. We only knew him because of his name, but nobody really expected much out of Mike Yastrzemski, and he became the player that he is. So, you know, I'm not saying, you know, it's not a superstar, it's not Mike Trout, but they just have so many different guys who can step in and do a job and help the team win. And that's exactly what Luis Gonzalez did last night, his first major league home run, and what a time for it. Again, two outs, two strikes, tie game on the road, just a blast down the right field line, was able to keep it fair. Go back and look at the pitch. It was 97 miles an hour, a little bit inside off the plate, and he was able to keep stay inside the ball and pull it fair and keep it fair and not hook it. Just a really, really impressive swing by Luis Gonzalez. Gave the Giants a 4-2 to lead that Camilo Duvall would hold on to despite being a little bit shaky again. Duvall just continues to come in and, and have trouble throwing strikes right away. So I'm not going to get too down on the bullpen with McGee and Duvall. I mean, McGee giving up the run and Duvall being a little bit shaky. This was a bullpen game, and the Giants allowed only two runs in the entire game despite using, what, nine different pitchers? I'll look at the box score in a minute here, but started by Sam Long, and then the bullpen the rest of the way, Dominic Leon, John Brebbia, Harleen Garcia, I don't know if he got it. We'll look at the box score in a minute, but just a great job by the Giants' bullpen going up against, again, the, the reigning Cy Young Award winner in Milwaukee at the end of this long road trip. What a gritty, gritty win for the San Francisco Giants, and it, it makes them 8-3 and three on this road trip that could have doomed a lot of teams. It could have been a disaster for a lot of teams, but they go 8-3, and three, their best winning percentage on a 10-plus city road trip, 10-plus game road trip since 1994, I think the Giants announced last night. So uh, it's not normal what they were just able to go out and do. Two sweeps, a win in the one-game, quote, series in Milwaukee against Corbin Burns. And really, they could have split that series against the Mets. The first game of that doubleheader, Things just kind of didn't bounce their way. There were some unlucky hits. They had a lead. Alex Cobb got hurt in the middle of the game. And they there was a replay that hurt them in that game. And throughout the entirety of this road trip, replays continued to hurt them, including last night. So, yeah, they lost three out of four. I'm not saying they didn't, but it was almost a split, really. And if they had split, they would have been nine and two on this road trip. So just a great job. They're 12 and five overall. So coming up next... We'll look at the box score. We're going to provide some injury updates as well. There are a lot of updates to provide. And we'll talk about the overall numbers for the Giants about 10% of the way through the season. It's a small sample still, but we are a little more than 10% of the way through the season. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Uh, Carlos Rodon going to have another start tonight against the A's. I still think that the odds... For him winning the Cy Young Award are maybe greater in real life than than they're represented here on Bet Online, so I would check it out. But uh, we'll continue to provide updates about the uh, action available at Bet Online throughout the course of the year. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
All right. As promised, we are going to continue talking about this gritty win for the Giants in Milwaukee. Really unreal. And imagine the flight home because let's be real. I mean, think about it. Think about how brutal this road trip has been. And to be able to steal a win like that in Milwaukee, it would be tough to lose. I mean, if you look, if you lose, you still feel good about the road trip. But if you lose and you got to fly home and it's late and you've had this grueling trip already, the difference between that and then winning this game, they probably didn't care so much about how tired they were coming home here. And it's ridiculous that they have this one game tacked on here. It was supposed to be an off day at home yesterday. But hey, a win is a win. It's in the bank and they will take that. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen. For your second listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts. Taking fans through the season like no other network. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. So yeah, let's look at the box score a little bit. Also talk about where things stand as we are a little over 10% of the way through the season. We'll give you some injury updates and we're also going to get you set for the Oakland A's coming into town. Giants finally back in San Francisco. But I do just want to make a habit of mentioning what the Giants record is and all that. So they are 12 and 5. They have a plus 39 run differential, which has an expected win-loss record of 13 and 4. And so for me, the one game that got away was really that game in New York. And so you could make a case that that that's where you're you, when you're underperforming your expected record by one. We'll call it that one. But uh, a plus 39 run differential at this point is extremely good. It's way better than where the Giants were at last year. They were, I think, 11 and six through 17 games last year with like a plus eight run differential or something. So they're just they're scoring quite a bit lately. I know that early on it was a little bit of a struggle, but overall we'll see that they're now rating as an above average offensive team and they're preventing runs very, very well. The pitching has been extremely solid. The defense has been very solid. And overall, it's just a package that leads to a 12 and five record. They're not fluking their way into a 12 and five record. They're very much deserving of it. And they are in second place behind the Dodgers by half a game. At this point, Dodgers are 12 and four. So they've played one fewer game. And yeah, that plus 39 run differential is behind the Dodgers who are at plus 48, but it's ahead of the Mets who are at plus 35 and it's ahead of every single team in the American League. So the Giants have the second best run differential in baseball. Their record is behind the Dodgers and the Mets, but that's it. So hard to complain too much about the start of the season for the San Francisco Giants, and they haven't really fully hit their stride yet. I would say offensively, they've got some guys who could get it going a little bit more, like they've gotten nothing out of Darren Ruff, for example. Mike Yastrzemski is on the IL with COVID-19. Lamont Wade Jr. hasn't played. Steven Duggar hasn't played. Tommy LaStella hasn't played. Alex Cobb has missed at least one start at this point. Anthony DiScalfani has missed a start at this point. And Steven Duggar is hurt. So the fact that they're able to do this with all these injuries is a pretty good indicator, I would say. So overall on the season, as I said, the Giants offensively have now are now coming in rating as an above average offensive team. They have a 109 weighted runs created plus as a team. Thankfully, there's no more pitchers in the lineup, so we don't have to say not counting pitchers. You can't count pitchers because that was unfortunately a habit that a lot of people 
were in the habit of doing, and it was making the overall numbers look a lot worse than they otherwise would if you just took pitchers out of the equation. But, you know, I hear this all the time, and for those of you who listen to me, you probably now hear it too, but broadcasters, whoever, they're like, wow, the Giants team batting average is so terrible. It's 238. Well, guess what? That's above league average right now. Uh, League average is like 231. And it's also really not about batting average. They've got a 312 on base, which is also a little bit above league average and a 389 slugging, which is significantly better than league average. They've got a 151 isolated power which I think is in the top 10 in the sport, but overall a 109 weighted runs created plus. So, you know, solidly above average offense, not the best and, but above average. So, you know, they've hit 19 home runs, which is up there among the leaders in the game. It's actually fourth in major league baseball. There are three teams with more home runs than the giants. And as a pitching staff, they have not allowed nearly as many home runs. So that continues to be a theme. It was a theme last year. Giants have allowed the fewest home runs in the major leagues, actually tied with the Dodgers. They've allowed nine home runs. And what did I say they've hit? 19? I'm sorry, I lost track of what I said they hit. But uh, they've hit, yeah, 19 and they've allowed nine. So when you're out homering your opponents like that, it's hard to win if you're the opponent. And so Giants hitting over a home run per game and allowing basically half a home run per game. And this was similar, a similar uh, ratio as we saw last year. So again, the offense has been above average overall. If we look at the pitching overall, Giants have a 2.42 earned run average, which is second in Major League Baseball behind only the Dodgers. They have a 2.83 fielding independent pitching, which is third in Major League Baseball behind the Dodgers and the Mets. Their starting pitching has been arguably the best in baseball their era is 310 which is not the best but the peripherals are better than that the strikeout rate i think is number one no it's actually number four they've just been great whether it's number one or number four the pitching and the run prevention has been great and the offense has picked it up and it's come in bunches here and there sometimes in bunches within a game like in one individual inning sometimes in individual games they're exploding whereas other times they're getting shut down, but that's how you calculate something like runs per game. You count them all the same. You don't get to pick and choose which ones count and which ones don't. You count them all. Every team counts them all. That's how we do runs per game. Giants are up there among the leaders, despite having a team, like I said, missing a bunch of guys. And it was a a group that a lot of people were worried about coming into the year, but they've been able to get it done. So Looking at the box score from yesterday, I just want to shout out some people who had strong performances. Sam Long started this game, pure bullpen game. They did use three, six, eight different pitchers, and Sam Long set the tone again. He started the bullpen game against the Nationals on Friday, and he went out there and had another strong outing here in Milwaukee. Dom Leone gave up an unearned run. It was an error by himself, which is always kind of funny. John Brebbia, two shutout innings. Zach Littell, a shutout inning with three strikeouts. Jose Alvarez continues to just be who I said, the what I said, excuse me. Jose Alvarez continues to be, in my opinion, one of the most underrated relievers in baseball. 
And he went out there and threw another scoreless inning. Junior Marte, scoreless inning. Jake McGee gave up the run, and Camilo Duvall settled down and got the save. So the bullpen last year and so far this year is like the unheralded group on this team. They don't get a ton of love and attention because they don't have the big flashy names, but they just quietly go out there and absolutely get it done to great effect. So shout out to the bullpen in a bullpen game on the road at the end of this long road trip, going out there and only allowing two runs, absolutely kept the Giants in the game with Corbin Burns on the mound on the other side. To me, a key was just to keep it close and get Corbin Burns out of the game with how sharp he was early and throughout the outing. And that's exactly what happened. They got him out of the game. They got into the Brewers bullpen a little bit, and they were able to score some runs that way. So I'm just very impressed by this game and this road trip. And they come home. It's a brutal schedule, but now they're going to face the Oakland A's. And then they have an off day at home after this brief little strange two-game series against the Oakland A's. And then they have another home series, I believe it is, against the Washington Nationals. Yeah. And then they have an off day, and then they go on the road for two, and then back home. So coming up next, we'll provide those injury updates. There's like five different guys we're going to give you updates on and also get you set for the Oakland A's, the new look Oakland A's who are actually playing better than many expected them to at this point. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer very slowly and choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go to rockauto.com. If you, if you get your car diagnosed and they tell you what you need, ask them for a quote and then go to rockauto.com. See that you can get the exact same part for much cheaper. You can then bring it wherever you want, including the dealership, and they can install it for you. And you've just saved a bunch of money. It is an absolute no brainer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, as promised, we are going to give you some injury updates. Lamont Wade Jr., Mike Yastrzemski, Matthew Boyd, Alex Cobb, DiScofani, Duggar, Lostella, Longoria. Oh my goodness, they've got a lot of guys currently on the injured list and we'll give you some updates there and get you set for the Oakland A's coming into town for this brief little two-game series. Brutal schedule. They should have had an off day at home, but hey, a win is a win. It's in the bank and they will absolutely take that. Uh, But the A's coming up tonight, Carlos Rodon will be on the mound. Before we get you set for the A's, I'll just give you these injury updates. Mike Yastrzemski had the positive COVID test. He has to quarantine in Washington, D.C. You either have to quarantine for 10 days or you have to return two negative PCR tests prior to that, and that would clear you to come back. It's unfortunate timing. He was swinging the bat well, but, you know, Luis Gonzalez, he's technically filling in for Steven Duggar right now, but if Duggar was still healthy, it would have probably been Gonzalez anyway, and Gonzalez goes out there and basically wins a game for them last night. So that's just kind of the next man up mentality that they had last year, and they're showing it so far this year. Lamont Wade Jr., 
it'll be huge to have this guy back. He is currently undergoing a rehab assignment, and I thought he might be activated tonight, but apparently he is still going to continue his rehab assignment, and he's going to play with Sacramento on Tuesday and play about five innings. So he'll be back probably at some point this week, if not this weekend, but he's getting close to returning, and that is very much a good thing. Longoria is in San Francisco and has started to increase his hitting progression. La Stella is rehabbing in San Francisco and has begun to ramp up his running intensity. Steven Duggar is in San Francisco continuing to rehab. He's a long ways away. He was just put on the 60-day IL, so it'll be at least two months before we see Steven Duggar again. Anthony DiSclefani saw an ankle specialist in Green Bay yesterday. And the results were, he had an MRI that showed inflammation. He's going to resume throwing in a week. It's the same ankle that flared up last year. He got a PRP injection, but no indications he got one today or yesterday, says Susan Slusser. And Susan Slusser says DiScofani likely to miss a few weeks. So remains to be seen. Are they going to keep doing bullpen games every turn through? Are they going to let Sam Long get stretched out a little bit more, maybe Jacob Junis, maybe Tyler Beatty. They've got some options. What about Sean Jelly, who's pitching well for AAA? So they have some possibilities. Also, Alex Cobb with the right groin strain is progressing with his throwing and will throw off the mound yesterday in Milwaukee. So he threw off the mound yesterday in Milwaukee. So uh, he's possibly going to return relatively soon. So that's very good. I hope they don't rush him back because you don't want to Just wait until it's 100% cleared up because he's an important part of this pitching staff. And I mean, obviously they know what they're doing, but Alex Cobb likely to return relatively soon. And that's good news. Matthew Boyd, we haven't heard from him yet this year. They signed him to a major league deal worth over $5 million. And he's just rehabbing. I think he was put on the 60 day IL to start the year. So he wouldn't be eligible to come back until basically around June 1st. And he's continuing his rehab in San Francisco when the Giants return home. So eventually, Boyd is going to be a part of this staff. It's just going to be a little while. So those are the updates. Oakland A's coming into town now. The A's are a surprising 9-8 and to start the year after trading away all of their good players, maybe except for Frankie Montas. But they trade Matt Chapman, they trade Matt Olson, they trade Sean Manaya, and they trade Chris Bassett. This offseason, this is what the A's do whenever they kind of these core of players that make them good get close to free agency. They trade them away for all my people who criticize the Giants and say they didn't spend. And I say, well, they did spend bringing back a lot of the guys that were good for them, like Crawford extension belt qualifying offer Wood and Di Sclafani. They brought all these guys back. That counts because teams like the A's are out here. They've got good players. They just feel like they can't bring them back and they trade them away and then they go into a rebuilding phase. Giants don't do that. So it counts. And the A's, uh, so they've done this, but they're nine and eight with a plus nine run differential. So they've played well despite selling off in the offseason. So a big way they've done it, I mean, they've done it all over the place, but from a pitching standpoint, the Oakland A's have a 3.31 earned run average on the season. Giants are going to see who are they seeing tonight? I actually don't have that queued up. They're going to see, is it Dalton Jeffries? No, it's, uh, yeah, Dalton Jeffries tonight will be pitching for the Oakland A's. And he's, you know, he's got a three, 
excuse me, a 1.17 earned run average. He's a right-handed pitcher with some major league experience. I mean, he played for the A's in 2020 and 2021, mostly out of the bullpen. He is not a strikeout guy. His career strikeout rate is just 13.6%, well below the major league average. He has been able to prevent runs one way or the other, uh, but maybe tonight that changes course for him. It seems to me he's not going to strike you out. He's got pretty good command, it seems like, but he is a guy that, in theory, you should be able to beat when you've got Carlos Rodon on the mound. And then, so we won't even talk about the next day's starting pitcher for the Oakland A's, but tonight, Rodon, who flew ahead of the team, so he didn't have to endure that game in Milwaukee and then the flight, the late flight home, he was flown out ahead of time. So arrested Rodon on the mound. Giants should, in theory, be able to win this game and Oakland A's for two and then a day off finally. So that is all the time we have for today. Coming up tomorrow, we will give you the latest and break down what's hopefully a Giants win. Thanks for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Stay locked on Giants.